I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Today, we're going to explore what's happening in the entertainment industry. And I love this show because we get to talk to so many different people from around the world. But especially when we talk to people from the creative arts and entertainment industry or popular culture, film, television, music, whatever, I just love to hear what God's doing. I love to hear their story and how their story brings just proof that the gospel works everywhere. And so today, we're going to be talking to people like Jessica Yellow and Cami Brickell and Paul Young. These are all clips from a new TV show that I have called Exploring the Industry. If you've liked Exploring the Prophetic, you're going to love Exploring the Industry because I'm taking people from entertainment industries and popular culture and telling their stories on CBN Channel, which is the host of 700 Club, as well as a number of other wonderful shows. And we're placing a show on there, which is so exciting. It's a video-based show. We actually have a TV show. And it's 30 minutes every Saturday and Sunday. So you could watch it. A new episode appears every Sunday. It started December 1st, 2019, so you could watch it now. And we're just having this conversation. You could also watch an extended version on YouTube and with some special clips and extras on our Bowles Ministries YouTube. So check that out as well as our Your Prophetic Journey with Sean Bowles, which is our weekly episodic YouTube show on there as well. You're going to love that. Well, before we get to the show today, we have a few messages from our sponsors. Did you know we have a YouTube channel called Bulls Ministries? And on that YouTube channel, we have new content. It's a video show that comes out episodically every Monday called Your Prophetic Journey. And it's a lighthearted take on some really tough subjects like night terrors, interpreting dreams, signs and symbols, what to do when your kids are having nightmares, these kinds of things. We're going to tackle huge subjects and we're going to do it with you. And it's already available. There's already a lot of episodes on there. You could watch it. You can subscribe to it. You can share it with your friends. But come under our YouTube channel and join the conversation now about how you're growing in your prophetic journey. Share your stories and also hear ours. And we're back. I'm so excited to talk to you about some of the actors, entertainers, and musicians that we have on the show today. I love when people take their journey of faith very seriously and that as they hear from God and as they process deeply with God, how the world changes through them. But first, they have to go on their own identity journey, their own change journey. Well, one of my favorite interviews of all time during this entire process was Tim Davis, who's a musical director in Hollywood. He's kind of one of the guys that everybody who's in music wants to know because he places more people in session singing and on sets than probably any other musical director in Hollywood. He was the musical director of Glee for, I think, all of the seasons. He also has been uh, touring with Barbara Streisand. He produced and musically directed Jane Lynch's Christmas album and many, many more. And I loved our, our interview because he shared about his prophetic journey of hearing God when he was in the midst of what he wanted to finally do in Nashville. God moved him and his wife to Hollywood, which would have been so unstructured for them. There's no doors open when they had all the doors they wanted in Nashville, but God gave them a new dream and it was his dream and they had to catch up to his desire for it. And you'll hear that through this clip in the interview. I'm so excited about our show today because we have Tim Davis. You're a legend. I'm so excited. I'm a legend. You are a legend. It's like, I mean, what's funny, here's what I love is that for years, people told me how to meet you and uh, I, I was interested in like what you did because i really loved the show glee when it was on i know that's controversial some of you're like looking at me going do you love glee but you love glee because you were of course musical. i did 
director in the musical? What, what was that arranger? I was the vocal director, vocal arranger. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we would fast forward and just watch all those scenes. You know, and that was like how I first got introduced to you as you were still working on the show. I didn't know you yet, though. And then when I met you, I loved the thing I love the best or the most about you is that I love to watch you when we're watching music together. If it's someone on a worship team or if it's like oh, a no. show or something, because you get this look that you can't hide it on your face. Like you, your <laughs> face turns into Simon Cowell. Oh, my you all gosh. of a sudden, like, I know exactly what you're thinking. <clears throat> and it's my favorite because you have perfect tone like you inside of you is like perfect music so when something is not and it's presented as what it is you're just like you have this <laughs> look and i i don't know how to describe it but i'm just i could picture like what you're saying inside or at least trying to mentor yourself not to say out loud <laughs> it's called character the now. judging face <laughs> judging absolute face. judgment <laughs> <laughs> no for real though. i mean like you you have like you have a gift obviously in music and so it's it's fun to watch you because I, I can kind of because I'm I'm a novice, so like when I look at people and I'm like, oh, that sounded good, but I could look at you and go, it was okay, <laughs> or that was amazing, and I look at you and it's like, oh, it was amazing. That's a, that's awesome. You're like my barometer for music. <laughs> Thank you. I accept. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been around music your whole life, but really, when you guys moved out from Nashville, you were doing some stuff into mm -hmm. LA, and that was a huge God journey where God really put like He showed you how to move out here. Yeah. And you've been working on everything from musical direction to arrangements to, and I love like some of the projects people may not know as much as like your album with Jane Lynch and uh, for Christmas, which is amazing. You had your own Christmas album, but you guys have toured around and you guys have done this amazing Christmas album and these Christmas concerts, which, oh my gosh, it's like one of my favorite things. And you arranged Thank that you. music too. Yeah. And then you've done some stuff with. Lady Gaga, Barbara Streisand, it just goes on and on. It just won't stop because there's so many TV shows and so many. But um, in, in the industry, I want to start at the story from when you moved to L.A., I think. Because yeah. I think it's pretty fascinating that you and your family took such a huge risk to move out here. Like, what what happened? Tell us kind of that story. My wife and I had, had gotten married. Melody is my wife. <clears throat> we got married and moved to Nashville because I wanted to be a background singer. I wanted to be a studio singer on records and artist recordings. And so we moved out there and I had no idea how to, how to get started. But, um, I worked at a restaurant for a time for about five months and God opened doors mir quite miraculously for me. And you were waiting tables, right? I was waiting tables. And someone came in, this part of the story is fun too, because someone came in from the industry. Yeah. And discovered you. <clears throat> well, yeah, it, it was a, a woman named Claire. She was kind of bossy <laughs> watching. Um, and she um, discerned that I was a good singer somehow. She wanted my demo. I didn't have it. She demanded that I bring it to her office. Um, and I did. She, she was the vice president of Curb Records at the time. And she took my demo uh, rather annoyed because I, I kept putting her off saying, I, I don't have it to give you. <clears throat> but she put it in her CD player, listened to it for about 10 seconds and then, um, stopped it. Didn't say a word, went and picked up the phone and called Brown Bannister. Who's was like the guy in, in town that I wanted to work with as a producer and said, yeah, I got the guy here for the session. Um, and she was like, can you, can you work on Thursday? Yes. Okay, he'll be there. Hang up the phone. Oh she writes down his address, picks, like hands me the sticky note. That set up a foundation for me um, 
which has never changed. And the foundation was when I first moved to town, uh, you know, in our industry, it's all about making a reputation for yourself and marketing and promotion and who you know and what yeah, you know and people and- would tell me, you're just not good at promoting yourself. You really, you got to get out there and like make a name for yourself. No one's going to do it for you. And I was just like, gosh, stop. Okay. I hear that. And it seems right, but something about it feels so wrong. Wow. And, um, I started asking the Lord, like, how, how can I do this? Like, I'm just a guy who like uh, thousands of other people who want to do what I want to do. And I, I don't have connections. I don't know how to start. And I started searching the word specifically about promotion. And I just started coming up with these scriptures, like, uh, promotion doesn't come from the East or the West or the South, but from the Lord alone. And, um, the Lord most high rules over all the kingdoms of man, and he'll lift you up and put you in, in a place, even the humblest and lowliest of men. Um, instead, be like Jesus, who made no reputation for himself. Wow. So it's like all of these things that were telling me the antithesis of what the world was telling me. <clears throat> so the wisdom of man is foolishness to God. Yeah. And I really took this challenge. I felt like I had a challenge from the Lord. This is, this is my word. It's very clear what I say in my word. If you humble yourself under my, under my mighty hand, I'll lift you up when it's time. And no one can take you out of my mighty hand. Wow. If, you, if you look to the feeble hand of man to lift you up, it will always drop you and be fickle. Uh, so I was like, gosh, okay. So against everyone's advice, I just stayed in my restaurant. And I, I literally was like, okay, I'm going to choose to humble myself. And, uh, I had been at the restaurant about three weeks and all of a sudden all these people that I wanted to work with that I had followed and like artists and producers and singers that I wanted to work with all were sitting in my section. It became kind of like a joke, like, okay, God, this is hilarious. So I'd walk up to the table and I'd hear the Holy spirit in my ear. Shh, don't say a word. (laughs) Even though I'd be like, I want to work for you. <laughs> but I didn't. <clears throat> so I'd pour their coffee and I'd back away. Wow. And it became kind of like a little, our little joke. Um, then the Lord said, I have three assignments for you in this restaurant. And then I'll give you the desires of your heart. And uh, he brought me three different people that I was able to uh, minister to. It was right after that, that Claire came into the restaurant. Wow. and and uh, found me. And so I went and did that session for Brown Bannister. I sang by myself on this record. And he was like, like, I was feeling so insecure. Like, I wasn't sure if I had what it took to do this career. I'd never been trained. I I was just like, I just knew I loved it. But I I started singing on this guy's record. And I I was like, really, I had been practicing humility. Like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to assert myself in any way. And I said, um, do you have any ideas of what you want me to sing? And he was like, I want you to just create whatever you want to do. Wow. Like, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> so I went behind the mic and I would try something and he'd be like, oh, that's amazing. What? Like his reaction was so over the top. I was like, is this guy for real? Wow. Like, is he blowing smoke? Cause I, I don't know how to gauge this. Um, but he called a, a producer that night, another producer and recommended me for a job. That producer called me 
uh, for the next morning for a job the next morning. And it was literally over that weekend that I got booked out for the next several weeks. Wow. And I had to quit my job the next day. I mean, it was crazy. It was one of those things. And I, I just remember the Lord saying, see, my word is not just a bunch of nice stories yeah. for you to read. In this word are the keys to your life success and the keys to your destiny. Yeah. So remember this, you know. So that was a foundational thing for me. Um, and then we, my wife hears from the Lord that we're supposed to go to California, which I was vehemently opposed to. I'm like, God's going to have to write it on the wall if we're moving to California. Look at our lives. I mean, we're, he brought us here. He opened up all these doors. It's crazy. Our life is so good. Yeah. Why would we, we're going to die here. As far as I know, yeah. when we got back from Christmas, one of our friends came through, through the door <clears throat> and she's kind of, she's one of those people at church, you know, it's kind of nutty. Like you always, you never know what's going to come out yeah. of their mouth. And she's like, y'all never going to believe what the Lord told me over Christmas. I was like, you're right. We will <laughs> not, not believe, believe it. You. I won't believe you. And she said, um, the Lord told me y'all are moving to California. And instantly my, I swallowed my tongue. This is all wrong. Bye. Um, but that weekend we went to church on Sunday during the worship time, the pastor got up and said, um, I feel like the Lord is really pressing on some people here who think that they're going to be here forever. I want you to look at this where this building used to be um, a shipping and receiving warehouse. And it still is today. God has brought some of you here to receive. And now he's going to send you out. Wow. He's filled you up with something and now he's ready to send you out. And you're thinking, I don't want to be a missionary to Africa. I don't want to go to India. He said, but what about your own backyard? What about Hollywood? Now, what I just at that moment remembered was when I was in my early 20s, I was watching Beverly Hills 90210, as one does. As one does. And so I, many of us do. <laughs> and I, um, I remember this day so clearly. I was sitting there watching the screen, and I felt the Holy Spirit just like <sighs> come onto me. And I had this overwhelming compassion for the people that I was watching. And I heard the Lord say, I'm going to use you one day to love these people. Now, I was as far away from the entertainment industry wow. as you could get at that time. But it all came back to me in this moment, sitting in church. And I look over and Melody's writing down on her in her journal, celebrities, Hollywood, influence. And we just looked at each other and knew that this was the Lord speaking wow. to us. Like, I, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe it. It was so... Yeah. specific and defined. We got in our car six months later and moved with no place to live, no job, no contacts. Wow. So it was like complete blind faith. Complete. We knew that we would be disobeying God if, if we didn't say yes. Yeah. 
That was Tim Davis on Exploring the Industry, my brand new show on CBN, which I want to encourage you to watch. You can watch it on Saturdays or Sunday nights. Sunday nights is a new episode every Sunday. And you could also digitally stream it from CBN.com. But you could also go to our YouTube and find it there as well, along with additional content with each of our entertainers and each of our popular culture guests. Scott William Winters is an actor, producer, and catalyst. Scott has appeared in over 150 episodes of acclaimed television, as well as Oscar-winning and Golden Globe-nominated films. He has written and directed screenplays and is currently producing his first film with an A-list production company. Scott is what he describes happily, joyfully, blissfully married to Brooklyn-born and raised Jennifer Logan Winters, who is getting her master's in child psychology. They have two amazing daughters and a foster son. The Winters family had become a staple in Hollywood with one of his brothers, actor Dean Winters, and another brother, writer-producer Brad Winters, as well as a sister who's married to a producer. Today, we are going to discover the amazing story of how God got a hold of Scott's heart, and we are going to hear what Scott is dreaming with God for the industry. Welcome to Exploring the Industry. I'm Sean Bolger, host, and I have with me Scott Winters. I love that you're on the show. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. I'm super honored, Sean. So you've been in the industry for a long time. Yep. It's kind of your life. Mm -hmm. And you've had a very unique spot in the industry because you've done so many different types of projects. You've done things for Netflix. You've done things for film, for television. You started out, I think your big break was Goodwill Hunting. Is that correct? Yeah. Before that. Yeah, yeah. That was right at the beginning. Yeah. 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 Which is one of my favorite movies. Is it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's in my yeah. top five. You know, the trajectory out of the gate, it was it was exciting. You know, I saw yeah. myself um, on the big board at the Oscars because they played mm. my scene with Matt Damon. I mean, they played it three, four times. Yeah. And it was just so fun for me, you know, as kind of a new actor, like, wow, you know, I told, I told the Lord right around that time, I said, I want you to use me to shift culture. Wow. Because Hollywood is this incredible storytelling industry. Um, but really more than anything, Hollywood with this absurd influence that it has throughout the nations, it could be used for such a satellite for the Lord. So I told him this, but uh, I think in time, I think that there was maybe some maturity that had to happen with me um, at, a, at a deep level. And because I was, I was ready for that, just, you know, that kind of Brad Pitt and George Clooney yeah. kind of favor and, and influence. Um, but several years after that, I met my wife, Jenny. So now you're married. You guys are starting to have kids. Do you have kids right away? Uh, yeah. Okay. So little space. Little space between, yeah. So you start to have kids. Yeah. And Jenny also has faith. She's yeah. also Christian. Mm -hmm. So what was kind of the motivators for you guys to stay in the industry? I mean, it sounds like changing culture, shifting, you know, seeing what God will do, redeeming this place. Uh, was Jenny on board with that as much as you were? Was she seeing the same thing? Yeah, she was. She she had a couple of prophetic dreams about us uh, right when we met, yeah. and they they kind of had to do with the industry, and we, we we had some confirmations that were important. But Corey Ten Boom said that the two places where she saw that people desired the deepest things of God, one was a maximum security prison. I think it was Sing Sing. It's been like twenty wow. twenty five years since I read it, and the other was Hollywood. Wow. Yeah, and it made sense to me because people want a happy ending yeah. and they want a profound and positive narrative. They want hope. 
So, so let's talk about um, breakthroughs and breakdowns. Let's talk about times where God shoved the most in your career, like where you were, you needed him to show up or it was an advancement. I, I had two very significant encounters as an actor with the Holy Spirit. Wow. They were both in my apartments in New York City. One was in 1993 when I was um, a chaplain. I was in a chaplaincy program at Sloan Kettering's Cancer Ward. I came home one night and I realized that I didn't know the Lord. And so I, I called out to him and I just said, Father, I said, <laughs> I said, I don't know if you're real. But if you're real, I would be so honored if you would reveal yourself to me. And so I had grown up with a low-level depression my whole life. And just physically, he lifted that out of me. And it was midnight. I had just come from Sloan Kettering. And I'm just sitting there, like, completely wowed in, like, the bliss and the presence of God. And then about a year after that, I, I was so scared. I'm about to go into the lights with like big actors and this is like on now. So I thought I would fast and pray because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to tackle the fear. I just didn't. And uh, I'm praying and I just get zapped with like 10,000 volts of electricity. Wow. Yeah, it was just the Lord just letting me know, you are my beloved child in whom I'm well pleased. I just knew that. Oh, instantly. And so, (laughs) So yeah, it was awesome. What is your kind of dream for what God wants to do over entertainment, over for specifically film and television? What do you think is coming? I think that the power of story is going to be redefined. And so I feel like a midwife kind of that I'm just, you know, and that was part of the maturing process as well was like, let it be about the next generation Mm -hmm. as opposed to your, you know, 15 minutes or your glory or, um, so that this, this art form is here to stay. It's very much kind of the zeitgeist, the spirit of the day, you know, a couple hundred years ago, 150 years ago, there was painting in museums and then there was novels before that for a little bit, but this is here to stay. And so I think that, um, Jesus is deeply invested, um, in wanting to amplify the raw power of story. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if you look at his parables yeah. and you can imagine when he's yeah. telling them, everybody just got carried away because Jesus is telling yeah. them. And just the, he, I mean, he was a rock star of his day. Everyone a, just listened. Come on. Right. Like right. so visual. Like there were known parables that he retold a different version of, which is really interesting. Yeah. Which I, I mean, didn't know until recently. What would be awesome would be to see what was the spillover effect of those parables? Yeah. Like how many people just got yanked? into the presence of God, got convicted, found wholeness, you know? So, so I think that, um, there's been a real, uh, battle for this shift to happen. And I think that there's a new breed of writers that are coming and I see this, I, 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 we've all seen this. We've seen more and more faith films and there's greater levels of skill and authenticity that's, um, coming right alongside them and through them. Yeah. And, you know, just like Jonathan and his armor bearer, yeah. you know, look, look at how many Israelites came out of the caves when those guys, and I think that there's more. Oh, that's so good. That's a great analogy. Right. I, I, I think people are yeah. going to see a couple, a couple people, a couple people who really love Jesus unashamedly and walk with the Holy and spirit weird. and aren't weird yeah. and aren't weird and aren't overly like religious yeah. or whatever. They're just real people. And, uh, and I think that's that's going to be kind of a clarion call for a lot of people. So I love that. Yeah. 
Well, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate your stories. Yeah, this yeah. was fun. Thanks for watching Exploring the Industry. And this is my guest, Scott Winters, an actor who you can see, and IMDb him to watch all of his movies, all of his TV shows. And also, we're looking forward to your productions coming out. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Sean. Stephanie Linus is the most known Nigerian actress, filmmaker, in Hollywood. With an infectious personality, she has earned a reputation as Africa's foremost actress. She has starred in more than 100 films and has received several awards and nominations for her work as an actress. These include the Afro Hollywood Awards, Filmmakers USA Award for Excellence, Real Awards for the Best Actress, and recently the prestigious AMBCA 2016 Award for Best Overall Movie in Africa and the AMAA Awards for Best Nigerian Film for her most recent work, Dry. This comes right after her successful directorial debut in Through the Glass, which was the country's highest opening first week. In 2010, Stephanie was featured in CNN documentary 50 Years of Nigerian Independence. That same year, she joined Hollywood A-lister Meryl Streep for an exclusive stage reading of the play Seven at the Hudson Theater in New York City as part of the Women in the World Conference opened by the U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. On today's show, she's going to share her miraculous healing journey from severe car accident that almost cost her her life. We are also going to explore her movie, Drive, which is changing the entire social issue throughout Africa. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I'm so excited that I have Stephanie Linus here, actress, producer, director, both in Hollywood and Nollywood. <laughs> Nigeria has a thriving entertainment industry, like crazy entertainment industry. Yes. You guys produce the second most amount of movies a year. It's mm -hmm. like 50 movies a week. Well, so they say. So they say. <laughs> <laughs> But you've been here in Los Angeles, too. You split your time between the two, and I'm so yes. glad to get to talk to you because God is on the move. God's yes. doing incredible things, and mm -hmm. you are in two different worlds in a major way. Mm -hmm. So kind of tell us about how did you become an entertainment industry person? Take me on the journey. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me on your oh, show. Are you kidding? <laughs> yes, I'm so excited to be here. Um, I think I'm one of the lucky ones. Um, I say so because a lot of young people work around still trying to figure out who they want to be, what they yeah. want to do in life. So I think I'm one of the lucky ones that, I, you know, right, right from when I was in secondary school, I knew that I oh, wow. wanted to be in the box. Wow. I, I wasn't, I sometimes, you know, you, you, you might have a specific, like I tried singing, I tried dancing, you know, I did acting and all of that. But somehow when I finished secondary school, I got a role to be in a movie and I just knew that okay wow. acting is a thing that I was going to do uh, specifically now, so were you a Christian at the time yeah I've been a Christian all my life oh, my, my parents are dick, deacon and deaconesses in the church so yeah. I grew up in the church you know middle church girl I, I went out yeah. I did all those high praise things totally. in the church well <laughs> take know? me back to like what was one of the first projects you worked on where you were like standing in that place of oh this is why God put me in this or this is why I'm here the film that I did, my recent film called Dry that I did, um, I remember hearing, I was uh, at the university and a friend of mine came in from Unijo, somewhere in the north because they have the south and the north yeah. in Nigeria. And she came in and she came to school to visit me. And then she was telling me about young girls in the north who are married off at, at, at an yeah. early age. Yeah. They have fistula, you know, they become incontinent, like they get pregnant. Mm. They go through prolonged labor. And after that, the baby die and they end up becoming incontinent and they start yeah. smelling and all of that. So when I had that, that was like, I remember like about 2002 or something, I was still in school. I'm like, that really shook me. I'm like, 
how is that possible? We're living in the same country and yeah. we're having totally different experience. You have the ability to go to school, have an education, decide what happens to your body, decide who to marry, who you want to marry. And there are some people in some place yeah. still in this country who are not having that same freedom. In my head, I just felt this is this is injustice. You know, mm. that really had like a lightning bolt, bolt in me. Like, no, this is so bad that I have to do something about wow. it. Years later, 2014, 15, I was able to do the film. And, you know, I volunteered to different organizations trying to like figure mm -hmm. out what is the cost and all of that. And I did a film. And had that has been like a cultural shift in the industry. Yeah, because it's, it's absolutely won awards. Yeah, it's won. It's been very widely. Yeah, here. we screened it in Gambia. They banned child marriage in Gambia. Oh my god. We screened it in, in Borno, you know, Medjugorje, where they had the Boko Haram. Yeah. We went there to also screen the film. We screened it in Sokoto. It, people keep wondering, this movie you've done it years ago. I say, yeah, because there's a reason why I did this film. And yeah. the reason why I did this film must be achieved. And the achievement is to make sure we eradicate fistula in Africa. And, you know, through the, the, the tool of this yeah. film. So, yeah. Years later, you see that that's one thing I felt in time. I'm like, God, you know why you make this film. We should, this film wow. has to achieve the reason why you made that. And that has encouraged a lot of people to even do socially conscious movie in, in the industry because nobody wanted to talk about it. Nobody knew about Fistula. Well, until you don't know I how to that. talk about it. It's just yeah. so uncomfortable that people talk about it and they feel the injustice, but they don't yeah. feel empowered to do something. To do something. And I love as a Christian that God put it in you as a cause to where yeah. it's like, one movie can change the conversation. Yes. And I feel like that's like when I was reading about you before we met, I just was like, wow, this is incredible that you did something that wasn't just viewed by a small little minority, mm -hmm. yeah. but it was viewed by a majority mm -hmm. who have maybe cousins who mm -hmm. are involved with this, or maybe they've had a pattern in their belief system that this was okay. And it changed in one movie. Yeah. It changed in one, two hour period. Yeah. This is about God and perspective in, in your faith and the career of Hollywood, but also in Nollywood. Yeah, so we're going to go from there to talk about the car accident you were in because it was really a defining moment in your life. Yeah. That's, I mean, take us on that, that journey because there's something that happened in that that changed your whole view. Yeah, that was in 2005. It was in April, April 30th, I still remember. Um, one could say, I wouldn't say peak of my career, but you know when you, you were talking yeah. about Nollywood and how we shoot our films? Yeah. So <laughs> I was busy moving from one step to the other, you know, shooting movies, and I, I got invited to this award um, ceremony, and on the way to the award, I had a car. Oh, so wow. It was really terrible car accident. My legs were broken. I had bonds on my face. Oh, oh my you need gosh. to see my face. My face was bonds. That's why I had this my scar here. My legs. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so my legs got bonds, got broken, and everything. That you know how as an actress, your face got oh, bonds. Yeah. It's your money maker in a way. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was screaming. I'm like it with a fire and everything. I was rushed to the hospital. And that was a very terrifying moment for me. Yeah. Like, it was really terrifying. But God gave me the strength to pull that through because I remember my mom saying, please don't show her the mirror. Please don't show her the mirror. Mm. You know, but I got so much love from people. That was actually when I knew that I was really loved <laughs> by people in my country. It wasn't country. the celebration of the yeah. award. It was the... Actually loving you. Loving, because I got so much love from people yeah. at that point. Even I met even the, 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 the state where I was going to, the governor came. That was the first time of meeting him. Wow. And he got me to meet all the political people and people who actually tripped into the hospital to see me. At some point, I forgot I was even sick, you know. But I remember getting a lot of love. But I, I think I never asked why at that point i spent like three months in the hospital i think it's probably when i went to when i left the city and then i went to lagos where i was living and i thought i was okay and then the next 
thing again. My leg wasn't healing. Mm. And I was now rushed back to another. It was it was a roller coaster because they were like, God, why? Why? I thought you finished healing me in this three months. Why yeah. do I have to go through? Why do I have to go through another operation? Why do, you know, it's, it was um, it was quite challenging. You know? Did he show you anything? Did he show up in a unique way? Um, show up in a unique way was the strength that he gave me and yeah. the mind that he, he gave me. Because I, I said, okay, if I'm, my leg is broken on my face, what else can I do? Yeah. You know, but he, he showed me, he... I was lying down. The amount of money I made lying down. Wow. <laughs> That's what I tell people. You know, I was busy running around shooting all these movies, but the amount of money I made just being still. Wow. Was amazing. You know, he's still no he's, God he's still, and like, he's, I'm working for you. He's still like, you know, yeah. I'm, some of the actresses, even when I got healed a little bit, I was still working with the cane. So the producers were still, I was so blessed in the set. The producers were still right to, and the girl had an accident and then she's working. With, so they even wrote me into, into the, the script. scripts that way. So some people go, wow. man, look at us. We have two legs. I said, I have one and a half legs, and she's still shooting movies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know? Which there's a million people to spill your slot, so to yeah. speak, because there's so many actors and prolific actors yeah. and and they just kept choosing with choosing so that was god still wow. providing at that moment but there's a reason the the paradigm she like that's why you kept me alive there's a reason why you yeah. kept me alive what am i supposed to do for oh, you because kind of like more yeah, awakening but an awakening that there's a reason you know saying that i'm trying to be terrible i'm trying not to cry you know yeah you can I mean, that's a beautiful <laughs> moment you know yeah you keep asking yourself what are you supposed to do what am i supposed to do at this moment so even all the projects, the things that I do, it becomes like, there has to be a reason why you do the things mm-hmm. that you do. I loved all of our guests so far that we've had on Exploring the Industry, our new show on CBN. Thank you so much, our Exploring the Prophetic family. We love you so much, and we wanted to introduce this show to you, hoping that you also migrate over to our TV show. We aren't stopping Exploring the Prophetic at all. We're going to continue it. We have a whole season lined up for you, even for season four. Don't worry. But we also wanted to add in a supplement, a video TV show. I say that because there's not many video podcasts and we're doing it as a full podcast. It's actually going to be the secret is it's going to be over an hour long every week, but it'll be a TV episode of only 30 minutes on CBN. And I hope you can join us there and watch it. Thank you so much for listening today. I so enjoyed being able to present these stories to you. Come on the journey with us. One of my favorite questions I get as someone who people tend to see as a prophetic person or a ministry leader is, will you mentor me? And I love this question and I haven't been able to do much with it for all these years because I've been teaching, writing books, these kinds of things. But the one-on-one is the hardest part. There's just not enough time, especially for the thousands of requests we've gotten. Well, we came up with a solution called the Transiting God Mentoring Platform. And this is a platform where there's five videos a week along with an online coach who's going to answer your questions. And you will have question and answer videos, teaching videos, mentoring other people videos where we're doing mentoring conversations. There's videos from other prophetic ministers and some you'll know really, really well who are sharing prophetic testimonies and stories of what works for them. You don't want to miss being a part of this community that's growing online because just subscribing monthly, you're going to get all these videos every week into your mailbox. And I know it's going to change your life as you have someone to process your prophetic journey with you and have these mentoring conversations with. Come join us at bowlsministries.com and click on mentoring. You're going to love it. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. 
I want to encourage you to stay involved with us. Continue the conversation online by going to our Facebook page. Sean Bowles is our Facebook public address. Also, you can visit us at www.bowlesministries.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. It's Exploring the Prophetic with Sean Bowles. 